listening to The Sunroom Musings with your hosts, Matthew and Kimberly, a podcast about everything that makes us happy. Especially if it's donut shop mocha latte flavored. Welcome back, everybody, to the Sunroom Musings. I am so sorry that it has been this long for us to record another podcast, but we have been so busy with things uh, involving uh, getting finished up with marriage counseling, uh, well, premarital counseling at least, um, changes at work and at home, finalizing all of the wedding day uh, preparations. And the potential not potential, the inevitable move-in of Matthew. That's right. I will be (laughs) moving in with my beloved after the wedding day. And um, so we've been trying to purge everything out that we don't need and combine all the things that we both use and love. So, um, so things, yeah, it's been fun, but incredibly busy. So we're finally getting back to you guys. However, we have a fantastic podcast for you today. Um, it's all about marriage advice, and this is not just for us, but this is for anyone out there who is uh, already married or potentially getting married. Um, so this is something that everyone out there can use. But we also have a very special guest today. He, he's not I'm so excited. He's not here with us in the studio, but we did already get his snippet recorded um, last weekend. So, um, I guess we'll preface it with that. Uh, Kimberly, you want to tell us about this interesting guest? So, this guest, I do not get starstruck, ever. I've met quite a few famous people. John Bon Jovi even touched my left pinky, and I make sure not to tell everybody that. Um, but this guest starred in The Goonies. Mm-hmm. He starred in Lord of the Rings. Yep. He starred in... 51st Dates. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, he did. I forgot about that. He did. What else? There's been quite a few things. Yeah, he's been in quite a few things. He was a child star. He grew up, and he is in a loving marriage of 32 years. Is that correct? I think that's what he said. 32 years. Happy, loving Christian family. Um, just a really good guy. He's always on the forefront defending those who can't defend himself, themselves. And... He is none other than Sean Astin. Yep. Who played Samwise Gamgee in Lord of the Rings. And uh, and so we've we've been kind of following him around. And it wasn't until last weekend that um, we had planned to go to the Soda City Comic Con. And we were just kind of tossing the idea around. Until he came up on the, on the board as one of the guests. Yeah. And he agreed to meet with us after autographs and photo shoots and all of that. And he only had a few minutes to spend, but those minutes were amazing. He was yeah. so kind. Um, 
and he gave us marriage advice from yeah. a few different perspectives. But we'll let you guys hang on. We actually it. we kind of we kind of got um, the timing just right on that oh, because yeah. uh, I stood around and drank a, a tin cup of hot soda. <laughs> well, um, well, I, I was I was waiting on I thought. Um, Kimberly, because I thought she had gone to the restrooms with her best friend, but um, it, it turns out that what she really was doing was going ahead and paying for the autograph, and I was supposed I to meet help her myself. there. I needed an autograph. Too. Yeah, so so I was supposed to meet her there, um, and uh, and so she's looking around for me. Meanwhile, I have forgotten my phone in my car, so there's <laughs> no way of reaching me. So she's texting me and calling me, and finally she calls. Uh, her friends and or text them and says, "Do y'all have eyes on Matthew?" And <laughs> she gets the response of, "Yeah, he's over here, standing beside us in the line." And she gets a uh, a picture, a photo text of me just standing in the middle of a crowd, looking off onto the horizon <laughs> with a soda cup in my hand. And she's like livid at this point. <laughs> Well, this brings us to one of our first pieces of advice that we received from Father Booman. Um, so this is David Booman, that he's our head rector at the Church of the Holy Comforter, and also a dear friend that performed all of our premarital counseling with us, and will be marrying us. He won't be married to us, but he is marrying us, <laughs> and has even promised to pray for us once a week for the rest of his life which hopefully will be a long and happy life. Yeah. And his piece of advice was communicate, communicate, and over-communicate. Yeah. And all I could think about after the fact was Booman's advice of, I could have just voiced, hey, I'm going to stand in line, will you meet me there? And I didn't. And then you heard one thing, I said one thing. We heard, we both said something, but neither of us heard what the other were saying. Yeah. And now, just to let you know, it was extremely crowded in there, so there's just like loud. a roar of people. So it's not like you can hear someone across the hallway, even, no, <laughs> or what no. they're saying. So, and so I pointed towards the line, which also happened to have a bathroom in front of that point. Yeah. And so it was just one of those moments. And the other is sometimes, well, who gave us this advice that sometimes things just are going to go that way they go, that they're not going to always be perfect. Right. I don't remember if that was. I don't know. I think that's just the rule of chaos. <laughs> Some things just happen. Okay, well you want to jump straight into it? Yeah, sure. Well, are we are we going to do, I think we'll wait on the segment, and we're just going to talk about um, the advice that we've gotten from other people. So, um, we've got some on Facebook, we've got some on our wedding website with uh, the knot and some some were just verbal some were just verbal but we did notice a few um repetitions yes and that's not a bad thing that's just affirming that uh you know hey heads up this is a a flag here of uh this is commonly known good advice um so one of those was uh don't let the sun set on your anger Mm -hmm. so um don't go to bed without, um, you know, resolving an issue or, or letting your spouse know that you love them. Um, and and that, that was something even um, not only for a married couple, but for a family. Um, whether it's a, a parent and a child or a sibling and a sibling um, or a parent and a parent, it's good to 
Uh, it was always a practice in my household uh, never to let the sun set on your anger. Don't go to sleep angry because you're just going to wake up angry or confused and, and it's just going to make things worse. So always, um, always try and resolve things by end of day and at least, at the very least, let them know that you love them. Um, the few times that we have gotten in not arguments but just disagreements even whenever we don't resolve it that day we always make sure to affirm I love you I love Mm -hmm. you too yeah yeah and I think that's important and sometimes I think normally I'm a really good communicator but sometimes I even say are you mad and maybe you might be mad or even if I'm saying, hey, I'm still mad, but I love you, and this is not a deal breaker, obviously. And so just having that, just saying like, hey, we disagreed, that's okay, we're going to have to fix this, but we're also really sleepy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so another piece of common advice that we have gotten is um, obviously communication, as you mentioned. So communication and over-communication um, you know, over-communication is better than under-communication. Yes. I think that was Boomin's advice. Um, and, um, and then we got a bunch of ones uh, talking about um, uh, stuff and, like, yes. purging. Purging out of things and, and uh, sort of this um, in preparation of, of living together. Yes. Uh, that there's purging out on on either side and, mm-hmm. and getting rid of things that you know you don't use, um, which is difficult for both of us because we're both kind of pack rats. I'm not a pack rat. Yeah, okay. I have a lot of books, but we fixed that. We, we have combined our libraries. Mm-hmm. We just have a home library now, and we mm-hmm. do have a few duplicates because both of our reading styles are the same. Mm-hmm. We both have done a lot of the same Bible studies, but there's still a lot of book connections. The only other thing I kind of hoard is salt and pepper shakers. Yeah. And you don't have a lot of those. Well, that's, that's yeah, that's the thing. There's also going to be um, things that you contribute that I don't have. Like salt and pepper shakers, I have plenty. Yeah. <laughs> um, herbs and spices, you know, I don't, I don't uh, collect those things. Well, no, herbs I do. You collect a lot of herbs and spices. I. I do. But, I mean, that's one of those things that, like... We can combine those. We use in cooking here, but you've got those same things at your house, so it's... We don't need to carry, like, this collection over there. That can stay over there. That can stay over there. There's just... It's just been a a roller coaster, but a good one. Yeah. So... Luckily, we both like roller coasters. She brings the spices. I bring the guns. I'm done. <laughs> we both got books. So, yes. <clears throat> so yeah, um, there's plenty of stuff about um, compiling well, let's, and, let's and go that. So, yeah, we'll we'll go through some. So we we're looking at Facebook right now. Yes, and our the Facebook post was a little extensive. Um, you know, Matthew and I are moving in together, and we were just looking for advice. Our both both of us have a heavy focus on our spiritual faith Uh and so that's very important Um, but we also have waited to move in together 
mostly because of our faith, but also because of the divorce rate that is decreased so heavily if you wait to move in together. Yeah. And, I mean, what does it go from, like, 60% down to, what is it, 10% chance? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of that can be due to long distance and not also having that faith-rooted relationship. Yeah. Um, And so we were just asking for marriage advice and purging and moving in together advice because both of those are going to happen at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, which is those are both huge changes in our lives, so that's high. It can be high stress, but it yeah. can also be a lot of fun. Um, and I think it's one thing. Like the it, the question to the Facebook community was kind of worded in a way that made them talk specifically about compiling things together. Yes. Um, but for some reason, I think some people were confused and thought that we were like fighting about it <laughs> or arguing which we're not just just to preface everything we we have not argued about any of our stuff combining or compiling it's yeah. I it's think we rock paper scissored about whose espresso machine we're keeping <laughs> <laughs> yeah because uh, they're both gorgeous yeah you they're know, just they, different they are and mine will probably stay here anyways because my mother will use it the nespresso one but They're both so good. They are good. Mine's more of a manual, old school, like old Starbucks machine. And mine's the fast food version. Yeah. They're both wonderful. They're both convenient in their own way, but it's just one of those toss-ups. Maybe like, we'll have one to we get came? one of those alarm clocks that brews coffee. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so you wake up to the smell of coffee. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, for example, my clothes... Like, I have a tendency to just hoard clothes that I know I am never, ever going to wear again. Oh, yeah. And I'll keep them just because I'm like, oh. There's I, good memories. I like the, the logo on this shirt, but it doesn't fit me anymore. Or it a moth has completely eaten it. So tell them what we're going to um, do So it. we're going to take some of the ones that I like, but I just don't wear anymore. And we're going to cut them up into... Um, you know, square. So we can save the logos or the, the t-shirts that I like. And still keep the memory. Still keep the memory and knit them into a quilt. And we both love sewing, so it'll be yeah. it'll be a fun project for us. After, well, after the wedding, we will do that. Because <laughs> right now we're putting projects on back burners. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be a, a minute. but um, That one's a really cool one, though. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we are compiling our garden Yes. Uh, That's been so much fun. That's our only project we've kind of kept going a little bit, but at a minimal effort. So Matthew didn't do raised beds this year. I only did one, and it was minimal. Mm -hmm. And then we've had a couple, like, house plants we've grown, and then your stuff. Yeah, so you've got the mango. Yes. Um, So she's been growing a mango from from seed, from a... a, uh, a pit, a mango it's, pit. It's about eight inches tall now. Yeah, and strong. <clears throat> and um, and I have two avocados, uh, one of uh, each species, and um, I grew those from pits. So they started off in a Ziploc bag wrapped up in a, a moist paper towel in the cabinet for a while, and then they sprouted. And then I suspended them over uh, some cups of water. And um, and they are now probably three three and a half inches tall, with uh, leaves on them. Uh, and so they're they're growing big. Soon we'll be ready to be put into a uh, a pot with some um, some potting mix. 
We also did lemons. We're together. And lemon trees. And we're trying pawpaw, which is not a well-known fruit, but it is North America's largest fruit that is native to the region. Yeah. And it tastes, oh, it's so good. I am so excited if they ever sprout. Um, they taste like a mango, a pineapple, and a banana all mixed together. Mm-hmm. So super mm-hmm. excited about that. Yeah. Okay, so. well, let's jump into the actual marriage advice. Okay. All right, okay. so uh, what do we have on here? So let's go straight to our wedding website. And one of my favorite pieces of advice was from one of my best friends. It was It's my best friend's husband, but he's a very dear friend. And he gave us a very sweet, sentimental piece of advice. Mm. Uh, don't wear her underwear without permission. Thank you, Gabriel. Yeah, we love you. Appreciate that. Big (laughs) preach, big preach. And uh, our friend Joe uh, said, happy wife, happy life. I love that advice. Thank you, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) It's very common, but but yeah, good advice, good advice. Uh, Larry says, talk, listen, and care about what the other person is saying. Sound advice. Yeah. Thank you, Larry. And that's one of those I think we'll always have to kind of ponder. You know, we've been learning about active listening, which is not something that you usually do. And if you do, you're not realizing it. Um, But it's genuinely like listening to the person and then almost repeating it back to make sure that you're hearing what they're saying. Because that can be... Most people, yeah, most people nowadays uh, filter keywords and key phrases. Um, So, like, you'll, you'll... you think you're listening, but what you're doing is you're kind of letting it pass through in one ear and out the other until a key word catches. Yeah. Kind of like um, you know what the FBI does with um, phone conversations, and probably <laughs> probably this podcast as well. You know. I wonder what they're gonna say about your guns. Yeah. Or Ooh. looking for words like bomb or terrorist. Kill. Attack. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I've got to use the word unalive now. <laughs> so, um, Trey Howell gave us some good advice. Well, it's not marriage advice. He said, I think this must have been Anne-Marie. This doesn't sound like Trey. When I was upset about something as an adult, my daddy said to me, You know if I could fix it, I would. I love you. And he hugged me. If you would just say this to each other when you're upset about something and then listen, it might help. Yeah. That that. That sounds like Uncle Joe, though. So I feel like that was Anne-Marie. Yeah. So thank you, Trey. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. <laughs> uh, wink, wink. My, uh, my uncle, Uncle Butthead, <laughs> said, uh, have a sense of humor and a lot of patience. <laughs> and we do. I think we've got a lot of, of humor. I think so, too. Yeah. And I think that's one of those things that will always grow in. When you're in a relationship with someone with a great sense of humor, you've, That's me. you've naturally got to have a lot of patience because you're... Wow. Because <laughs> <laughs> things will get utterly ridiculous. <laughs> so, um, Craig... Craig said communication is key. No, no, no. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Communication is key. Always talk out your problems. Never go to bed angry with each other. That's lovely, Craig. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's one example of when we're getting a lot of that. And I think Arthur's here too. Arthur, what do you have to say? Well, uh, I got a verse from Ephesians. 
and your anger do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Well, thank you, Arthur. That's very lovely. Yeah. I appreciate you. Um, Nelson. Nelson, if you're I listening, love we love you, buddy. We love um, all of you. We love we love all of you. Yes, I'm very uh, but, fond of Nelson too. Nelson says, "Be patient with one another. The Lord comes first, then your spouse." I could not agree more, and I think both of us uh, aim to put the Lord first. I'm gonna get you a shirt that says number two. Number two. <laughs> we'll both be you're number, my two. number two. <laughs> Um, Paul says a successful marriage takes your attention and effort all the way through never take it for granted or assume that you've made it stay focused you know that's a great piece of advice and I actually like that whole saying of um, uh, never assume that you've made it because I think so many people in today's society have um, a finish line in mind yeah, they have this finish line or they're like yeah, uh, our marriage is good. I think we're good, you yeah. know. And there's nothing to improve upon, and I think that's a huge mistake because like there's no ending to like the growth and the learning, uh, whether in life or in a relationship. Um, just like you know, you you never stop learning about uh, God and His nature and um, and growing in your relationship with Him. Uh, so. You know, study uh, your spouse. Study your spouse, because because that's what marriage mirrors. Marriage is meant to mirror um, the the marriage of the church to Christ, um, and and basically our reuniting with uh, with our Creator in heaven um, in the next life. And so that's that's why it's crucial. That your marriage should mirror that in every way, and so just as you never stop learning about God, you never stop learning about your your spouse. And um, that kind of brings growing. us to both of our mothers' advice. Mm-hmm. So your mother shared. Well, do you do you want? So your mother shared to never stop falling in love with your spouse, mm-hmm. even if one day you just look at them and say, "I've fallen in love with you all over again." Like whether. Whether they're cute the way they swirl their coffee in their cup or whatever it is. I like to swirl my coffee. It brings me joy. But just always, always keep falling in love with your spouse. And my mother shared, love the way you want to be loved. So that means that you're loving 100%. You're not matching how much they love you. So maybe one day you're not going to love me the way I want to be loved. I'm still going to love you. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to try my hardest to love you the way <laughs> I want to be loved. Yeah. It's not it's not conditional. And I think that goes along with our faith and how we believe that marriage is a covenant. Mm-hmm. It's not a it's not a contract that is a 50-50. It's a 100-100. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was another great uh, allegory um, from our our priest uh, David is that the difference between a, a covenant and a contract is that a contract is like a handshake and one or the other parties can let go at any time and break it and break it whereas a, a covenant is like a forearm a, a, grip a, a, for, a forearm grip if you if you understand uh, the Roman handshake of clasping the forearm instead of shaking the hand is that one person can let go but the other person will still be holding on 
um, no matter what. And so that's that's the covenant is um, is no matter what, you know, I will I will hold on. Um, I will not let go. I will keep on fighting. I'll keep on trying. Um, so that's that's what marriage is. It's beautiful. Um, so that was Feeny and our moms. Yeah, uh, Hunter, uh, my my godbrother said, don't go to sleep mad at your spouse. We're seeing okay. a trend there. It's, it's good advice. It's such good advice. Though. It is. And uh, and Sean, Sean, we love you. We love you. Uh, said, forgiveness is crucial. It is. Um, Greg. <laughs> uh, Gregums said, live as far as reasonable from your family. Okay, sorry, I keep going. Live as far as reasonable from your family at the beginning. It fosters a stronger reliance on one another. And I don't necessarily think that means physical live. I think that that just means to cling to each other. Yeah. And I think that that's really good advice because we wouldn't want to... Watch Greg be like, no, I'm in get out of town. <laughs> I'm in so leave. I'm in though. like, go to Hawaii. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> get on a plane. Yeah. No, but I, I think that I think that that's important for us to build our own family mm-hmm. because you don't want to be married to me. Yeah. And my mom, I don't want to be married to you and your mom. I love your yeah. mom. I adore her. She's precious, wonderful. You love my mom. I do. But it's yeah. not a. It's and not we're a, always not a and we're way always way. there to take care of them and, and help them yes. out and everything. But it's not. And and I think that that's something that our listeners need to hear as well is. Because I know for a fact that there are people out there that are, like, way too intertangled with family. And it's not your fault. It's not. Um, But there are times when there is too much reliance or there's too much feeling of, like, I can't get my own life or we can't find time for ourselves. And I think it's so important to, like, voice that. Um, and let people know when you do need time for yourself and when you need to be with your spouse. Um, and, and or just, even by yourself. Or even by yourself. I and, am a, very much an introvert, and I have to just say, hey, I need me time today. Yeah, and I get that. So, um, But yeah, that, I think that's a crucial thing. So thank you, Greg. Um, Sarah says, communication is key. Talk about things and don't let them build up. So, yeah, once again, that's uh, another point for communication. Robert said, as you grow together, try to continue being the person your beloved married. And with God's help, be true to the vows you take. And I think think that's very sweet advice. Very, Mm -hmm. very sweet. And Robert and his wife have just a beautiful marriage. And Mm -hmm. they're just, I love them. Yeah, Robert, uh, good to hear from you, sir. Hope to see you at Holy Comforter again soon. Uh, We miss you guys. Um, they were there today. No, 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 no. Oh, next Robert. Robert. So Robert number two. So that was Robert Hutton that yeah. gave that one. Yeah. yeah. And then Mr. Robert Beatty. Sorry for throwing do. your name out there, but uh, we do miss y'all. We do miss y'all. So um, Robert says um, it, he's adding to the communication. Uh, he says ninety-eight to ninety-nine percent of marital conflict comes from miscommunication in a variety of flavors. Um, one to two percent has been just plain selfishness. Uh, stop, pray for the Holy Spirit to help you listen well. 
Um, you may be hearing the words, but not the heart behind the words. Again, that whole thing of like not just listening for the keywords, but listening to all of it. Um, this will help resolve a lot of problems in your marriage, or at least it has in ours. So, all right. I mean, that's that's great advice. Thank you very much, Robert. Um, is that? That was most of the marriage advice. Now, okay. the Facebook post was a little bit different. Um, so we had quite a bit of marriage advice that we received on there. So we'll just kind of snip through the parts that are marriage advice and not just moving in together advice. Yeah. Because we were specifically asking for moving in while planning a wedding. <laughs> um, and so Denny, we love you. You're precious. We love your whole family. Um, it's just a sweetheart, actually. So more or less, he said that because we have a rock-solid foundation and we're trying to do it, the way that we believe we're called to do it. Um, I feel like there's a really good joke there, but I'm gonna, this is a PG podcast. I'm letting that one slide. Um, that we can't do more than that. Yeah. And I think that that's a really great piece of advice because we can, sometimes we can only do what we can do, you know? Mm-hmm. And we, we're never gonna, we're never gonna walk like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think putting him at the forefront, that, that is what we can do. That's the best piece of thing that we can do for our for our life and for each other. Yeah. Yeah. We had, Casey, uh, my best friend, I love you. Casey. You're precious. Uh, Casey said that uh, her and her husband also waited until they were married to live together. Uh, she says, I love Gabe and enjoy being with him, but you also need to dedicate time and space for yourself. Here, here. Tensions can arise when y'all are up in each other's business when you want to be alone. That's true. That is true. And Matthew's an extrovert, but he's so sweet about letting me have my time. I'm an extrovert with introvert tendencies. You need to sleep like once a month. You just need to like be by yourself and curl up into a turtle shell. I need to sleep once a month for a month? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I never never wake up. I just barely exist. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that one's funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, My cousin Heidi. <laughs> make sure there are two bathrooms. Well, I hate to tell y'all. <laughs> Sorry, but there's only one. Unless you count the hole that I dug in the backyard. Stop. <laughs> she said, in all seriousness, love each other. Compromise when needed, but don't be, don't be afraid to keep healthy boundaries. Yeah. That's good. Okay. That's good. That's good. This is more about moving in... Uh, Caitlin, Caitlin, I, I actually saw her at Simpsons the other day, and we got to talk, and um, it was good to see you, Caitlin, so uh, tell your hubby that I said hello, and um, Caitlin writes, communication, talk about every decision with everything, how many clothes should you have, where should you store them, how do you like your clothes folded, uh, let me tell Caitlin, she has made it very clear to me that there is a proper way to fold dish towels. There is. And, there is. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm taking notes on that. He's good so, at it now. Yeah. Um, where should your dirty clothes go? It's all about talking to each other and coming up with an answer together. Yeah. I yeah. think that's good. Larry. Larry had a lot of really in-depth and good advice. Yeah. I'll let you take that one. Yeah, so Larry went on to say... Um, folks are covering a lot of the living together items already. Uh, beyond combining households, you're also combining uh, legal and financial 
stuff. Uh, so I'm sure you're already having those conversations, but be sure to discuss what that means for your finances as well is important. Um, every couple is different, so understand what your expectations are is key. Uh, do you expect to have a joint checking account, separate savings accounts? If you use different banks and are combining finances, whose bank will you go with? Do we want to use a credit card? Will both of our names be on the deed of the house? Both of us on car titles? Whose name on the utilities? Um, so that's, uh, that's very good advice. And we talked a little bit about that within the premarital counseling. Yes. Um, and that's the great thing that I've really enjoyed about the premarital counseling. And I would highly recommend um, this type of program, um, even if you're already married, um, to, to go through with it. Um, uh, the, the program that we use is called Prepare and Enrich. And it was so much fun. It, it's really fun. It's really in-depth, um, and it does... And it talks about the taboo things, too. Yeah. Like, Matthew and I had never talked about finances because we're both from the South, and that's one of those things that, like, according to etiquette down here, you just don't discuss that. Yeah. And so, I mean, we were engaged, and we were like, well, I don't know what, I don't know what the other even makes. Yeah. And so we had to, like, kind of barrel through those walls and make it it was it was fun though mm -hmm. i mean yeah. sometimes we're scary we we definitely had a lot of laughter we had a few tears yeah. but i mean even recently we talked about you know when we have kids what kind of savings are we going to put away for them yes you know yeah. saving for college saving for um uh marriage maybe their first car um you know what things are we going to make them work for uh, what things are are we going to save for um, and maybe match later on down the road um, yeah. so yeah we have been talking about that so it's it's good advice yeah. um, it's good to kind of break those barriers down because we're I mean we're combining nearly everything except toothbrushes yeah <laughs> and uh, Michelle adds um, we love and miss you Michelle Yes, uh, decide how much money you'd be comfortable spending without consulting your spouse. Yeah, and I think that's good. Yeah. Um, Eli offered his moving services if we ever needed them. So I put that in my back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so that's in our back pocket. Thank you, Eli. We appreciate it. Um, uh, Betsy. Uh, so Betsy kind of went on to... Uh, talk about things to keep, things to get rid of, uh, things that have an emotional connection or bring joy. Um, and but one of her big things she said was, love people, not things. Yeah, that's right. We both had full houses, so we were able to have Salvation Army come and pick up pretty significant amount of stuff that it made no sense to keep duplicates of. When in doubt, what item is in better shape? Yeah. Um, let's see, Patty... Patty said... Patty said, talk, talk, talk. <laughs> Never just pass something off as okay when your first instinct is, ugh, that isn't what I signed up for, but love him or her, so I'll just let it go. Uh, so talk about things. Um, I think that was very good advice. It was very sweet. Yeah. And then Victoria, she was my co-worker for a short period of time, but she made such a big impact. Um... And she said that her greatest advice is honesty and communication. Discuss one thing at a time. Don't overwhelm yourselves and compromise. It will not be all his way 100% of the time or your way 100% of the time. You have to meet in the middle. Marriage with God as the foundation is a, is a success. 
um, Anne Marie. Recommended a book to us. Yeah, she did. Uh, Boundaries by Cloud and Townsend. Um, so, sharing our faith. Uh, this book is based in scripture. Um, and let's see. So, it goes on to talk about. Um, about how people have. Made... Communication and honesty. Yeah. 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 Um, Brenda, 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 five names, <laughs> Brenda says, um, always remember that you are loving without condition in spite of your faults, in spite of his faults, you love each other, period. Also, whoever has the best stuff stays. Okay. So I think I have the best stuff. So get out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honestly, we had so much love just poured into these messages. Yeah. We have maybe two more to share. Sue. Oh, we love Sue. Sue, we love you. Uh, Sue says, remember arguing over stuff is not worth the energy. You as a couple are who matters. The Lord is with you. And then Roz. Roz and Ray have been married for 31 years, and they are one of the funniest couples in this whole wide world, probably. But she said, find something to laugh about together every day. It's worked for us going on 31 years. Love to you both. You're starting off right with God at the head of your marriage. Yep. Aww. So, yeah, so that's pretty much the marriage advice that we've been given uh, by our friends and family and loved ones from, uh, from church and from work and wherever we may gather them. So um, thank you guys all for your, your marriage advice and your great words of wisdom. Um, so now I guess there's only one thing to be done, and that is... T- <laughs> And that is to uh, to play for you all the segment of our uh, recording with Sean Aston. Um, so when we met with him, um, we asked him two things. We said, um, Sean, what is what is your marriage advice? Um, he's been married, you know, thirty two years, um, and uh, he's a Christian and um, absolutely in love with his wife and has wonderful kids and. So we asked him, uh, Sean, what is your marriage advice? And then we asked him, what would Samwise Gamgee's marriage advice be? So, um, Just to give a little snippet, our reception is going to be a nod to Tolkien. Yeah. Um, he's one of our favorite writers, and just the world of Middle-earth is enchanting and like a fairy tale. And so our reception's going to be under a big oak tree and with lots of dancing, maybe a little bit of beer, uh-huh. and just surrounded by family and friends that we love. Yeah. Um, and it's just, an, it's, we call it the long expected wedding, um, which is a nod to the long expected party. And yeah. So this is our little snippet. Okay, well, uh, we hope you all enjoy. We'll be back with you very shortly after the, uh, the clip plays, and um, we'll close up the show, and you guys can get on with your week. Here we go. Introducing Sean Astin. So, because we're getting married in about five weeks, uh-huh. um, what is the best piece of marriage advice you have? <sighs> Listen. Yeah, but I'm not talking to me. I'm talking to him. <laughs> yes. Yes. Roger that. That was totally gender like bias there. I don't really know why I said that. It just happens to yeah. be that way in my marriage. 
and it's only lasted 32 years so far. So I think I can uh, safely uh, chauvinize. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Sam also had a really happy relationship at the end of the series. What 13 is... Hobbit children, for exactly. Pete's sake. That's right. I'm not saying there's a standard set, but you know. <laughs> yeah, so what piece of marriage advice would Sam give us? <laughs> Pace yourself. <laughs> uh, or not. Uh, what advice would Sam give you? Oh, he'd probably just invite you down to the Green Dragon and buy you a pint of ale and, and, and just give you a hug. And uh, ask you to babysit <laughs> any one of the children. Yes. Yeah. You know, the, I think the coolest thing about the halflings is that they—I don't think they need to philosophize. I think that as readers, we enjoy Tolkien's um, prescience and his his you know kind of philosophical underpinnings in the agrarian. Um, Utopia, yeah. uh, but I think the characters themselves just be. They just are. They just exist, and yeah, and they, there's there is no other way than to be uh, happy. And if you're grumpy, that passes. You know, it's like so. I I have no doubt that you two will um, will find your way skipping along. But you might get interested in dwarves and elves, and then you're on your own. But <laughs> if you, you just hang out with the halflings, you're going to be okay. Awesome. All right, so that was the interview with Sean Astin. Uh, it was really great getting to meet with him, really good getting to talk with him and just get a, uh, a down-to-earth perspective about things. Um, he seems to be really happy with his marriage. Um, also, good advice from him, uh, just to listen. Uh, don't let things go in one ear and out the other. And, uh, and great marriage advice from Sam to uh, pace ourselves <laughs> or not. <laughs> and I, I like his advice on just existing. Yeah. Just being. Yeah, you said that the hobbits don't really philosophize. They just, they just are. They just exist. And I think that's one thing that we have in common with hobbits is that we just love the little things in life, like gardening and... Mushrooms. <laughs> mushroom, mushrooms. Tomatoes. Nice crispy bacon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so we we do very well with those types of things and um, and so that's I mean that's the whole reason why we invented the sunroom musings is because we like talking about things simple things that bring us joy um, and I think I'll I'll end with that Gandalf quote that says yes uh, <clears throat> Saruman thinks that it is only great power that can keep evil in check. And I have not found that to be so. I feel that it is the small things, little acts of kindness and love that keep the darkness at bay. Why did I choose the halfling? Perhaps it is because I am afraid. And he brings me comfort. <laughs> so... Yeah, so that was our interview with Sean Aston. We hope that you all enjoyed it. We're going to try to get some more big-name people, you know, in our <laughs> podcasts from time to time. Absolutely. But uh, we hope that regardless of uh, whether we do or do not, that you'll continue to tune in and, uh, and just enjoy the little times that we, we meet and talk about the things that bring us joy. So thank you all for listening. Um, 
we will make another podcast again soon. What it will be about, I don't know. I have some ideas lingering in the back of my head. Yeah. So, but we definitely do want to make uh, some more cryptid podcasts. I know that uh, Summer wants to be a part of the show. Yes. And, um... Oh, and we do have another one um, that my dear friend Fletcher has kind of inspired. Mm -hmm. He and I both love the Br'er Rabbit series with Uncle Remus. Mm -hmm. Um, And we get... Slightly conspiracy, but he calls them truths. Yeah, so that's right. They're truths. <laughs> um, um, so we may be going into a deep dive into Disney and the truths unfolded. That's right. Um, and also, just a heads up, my beautiful fiance has been working on a book. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and it's called The Church Movers. Yes. And she's got a couple chapters, maybe one and a half an introduction hammered out. Yeah. Uh, it's reading very, very well so far, um, and it is a story, a true story, actually. Now it's kind it's a of historical fiction. It is a historical fiction. Um, now the the story that inspired this book is 100% true, and it's actually about the church that we attend, Holy Comforter, um, that was um, that was actually. Uh, during the Civil War, it was picked up and put on logs, and it was moved down Main Street um, to its location now, where it grew and it flourished, and it actually served as a, uh, a sanctuary and a hospital during the Civil War. And the altar was used as a druggist slab and as a surgical table. Yep. But funny enough, it didn't. We always grew up hearing that it was moved during the Civil War. It wasn't moved until 50 years later. Yeah. The original location and the altar we still use, that's what was used as the druggist slab. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was down the street a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but there's a really cool story um, kind of unfolding in there. Yeah. And with some, some fictional characters along with it, um, but all of the major events, it's, ta- it's you know, I thought it was going to be a lot easier to write than it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but each chapter seems to be taking about three weeks to write just because I write it, and then I edit, and then I add, and then I take away, and mm-hmm. it's been crazy. And being a church, it was a uh, it was a hospital for both sides of the war, yes. uh, for both the northern soldiers and the south. So Something we've always kind of pushed is that our church has always been a place of peace. Even in the middle of a war zone, it was a place of peace, Yeah. which so is just incredible. Yeah, so there's a lot of history behind it. And um, and in her book, The Church Movers, she also talks about the uh, the, the the city of Sumterville or yep. the town of Sumterville. It, it was the town of Sumterville um, before it was changed to the town or the city of Sumter. Yeah. Um, in the mid 1800s, which is really cool. And one of the first services that Holy Comforter had was in a little bookstore downtown called Munn's Bookstore. Yeah. And so I've even created. I can't find any actual info on the family that owned it, so I'm creating my own characters there based on a few friends in real life. Yeah, there's going to be a horse named Chestnut. Nope, Liberty. Oh, Liberty. Sorry, Liberty. I changed it. Yeah, there's a horse named Liberty. There's going to be a cat, uh, and and so uh, maybe maybe some church mice. I don't know. <laughs> do you want to read a snippet? Um, we'll do that. We'll save that for the next okay. episode because. Um, there is a lot of history in our town. 
uh, not only from the Civil War, but from the Revolutionary War. Yes. Um, and even before that, when you get into uh, the Native Americans that lived here. Um, and, and so there's a lot to talk about. I wonder if we could get our town historian, Mr. Sammy, to do a little snippet with us. We probably could. So there's a lot in store. Um, so maybe the next podcast we'll do something on history. That would be really cool. And, uh, and we'll get a, uh, a, a professional to comment on that. And, uh, and then we'll read for you um, the first chapter of The Church Movers and maybe get you all involved um, so, that, um, so that when we get some, some more work done on this book... Because I think, I, I personally think that people would absolutely buy this book and read it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about especially, that. <laughs> absolutely, no, and, and especially people from Sumter, because it's something that uh, that speaks to uh, something greater about their, their hometown. I think so many people, uh, and it's mostly people that come from out of state and or, or out of town, and they kind of knock it. They, they kind of knock the town. And... But it's so charming. It, it really is. I mean, you, look, you've got bad places everywhere. You've got bad sides of town in every city in the world, no matter how big or how small it is. There's, there's going to be downsides. But there's so much history and there's so much charm. And, um, and as Sumter grows, there's so many great things happening here that's making it um, an awesome place to live and to raise a family, which has been our town motto for like a long time, a great place to raise a family. Yes. Um, so uh, tune in next time for some history talk about Sumter. Okay. And we will see you in the next podcast. Thank you. We love you all. God bless. Have a great week. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Sunroom Musings. <laughs> Bye. Bye.